Hello, 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 mis amis. It's your girl Candice back at again with a brand new episode of the Manic Candice podcast. Hello, Prague. Hello, Hungary. Or Hamburg. I'm sorry. We're already already in Hungary. Jesus. We're all over Eastern Europe. Like, all of a sudden. Like, I lost track of how many countries we're in. And it's our birthday month. I'm so excited. (coughs) Sorry, I'm coughing off of e-juice. E-vape juice. Yes, I've converted to vaping. Get this. They're going to perform an inspection on my unit before I move out. And they're going to show up unannounced. And I'm just like, what the fuck is that? Like, what the fuck is that? I pay how much per month and you want to show up unannounced to my apartment to inspect it? So I, I have to make it look like a fucking hotel in here. Like, tip-top shape. My bed has to be made because I'd be damned if they, like, <coughs> inspect my apartment. And it's, like, disgusting. So I'm frazzled. I'm, like, really frazzled. But I realize that I'm handling it well. That's one thing I'm realizing, that I'm handling stress a lot more gracefully. Um, Let me elaborate. So, before I get into anything, hop onto the links below in the description. Follow us on the podcast. Rate the podcast. If anything, if you don't follow us on social media, if you don't, us, I don't know. Why I said us, I said, if you don't follow me on social media. (laughs) Sorry, I smoked a joint earlier and it's like, I'm still percolating and I'm just like, oh my God. But tonight we're going to talk about, oh, before I get into that, support the podcast by following us and rating us. All right. Like I said, I'm handling stress a lot more gracefully. Um, work has been like increasingly busy, like day by day. I've, I feel like I've been getting 10%, not 10%, like maybe 3.5% more workload than the previous day. And I, I'm handling it and like I'm, I'm catching mistakes and I'm just seeing the bigger picture in what in in the why of what I do. Like I'm understanding why it is I do what I do in my day-to-day tasks. Um and like I I see how like my part makes up a bigger part and how the, like the section I work in makes up a part of the whole place. Like it's it's just it's just amazing how like medicine can really help you. It's just amazing how like the right treatment for bipolar disorder can like make someone with bipolar disorder live a normal life. Like for example, like someone like sent me a joke, but like they joked that I was crazy, but like if me like last year would have like started crying would have like taken it way personally and like and and it's totally a joke 
And I'm like, I'm so proud of myself because it's like little wins because I'm so different. I feel like I've grown and I feel like you've grown with me. Oh my God. So I lost nine pounds. Yay. Lost nine pounds. I'm not celebrating too much because like I've been here before and like the normal pattern for me is to like gain it right back. So I can't like, can't like celebrate yet, but like it's, it's a win. Like I spent the few last few days on the gym and it was like really hard. I'm like, I'm really out of shape. Like I can't go up a flight of stairs without panting. Like, and so I was like on the machine and it's the machine that's like half elliptical and half treadmill. And I was on it for an hour per day and like at an incline and like, oh my gosh, I was like, <sighs> I, I just, I, 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 I did it, but like, fuck, like two minutes in, I'm like, I'm, I want to quit. I want to quit. Like everything in me wants to quit. And that's what's so hard about having like excess body weight on you is like, it fights you and like having unhealthy habits like it it fights you and like i'm fighting like the last few days like i've been drinking water and like i've been really limiting like my caffeine intake and my artificial sugar intake because like in my mind i'm like hey it's five calories what's the harm a lot of harm a lot of fucking harm i cut out like so much creamer and sweet and low and like energy drinks and i worked out only like a couple few days and like i lost nine pounds i don't like this week i don't know if this is like a test or something like from god or something but like i feel like i'm getting a c a c plus um there's some areas that I could work on, like my budget and like things are looking up. I have to pay off my student loans. I just, I have to do that. So I just, this is not financial advice, but like I, for me, it's a good move. I don't owe a lot, especially after this, um, Biden thing, but I heard there's a caveat to Biden giving 10 grand in student loan forgiveness. You have to apply for it and the application comes out October 1st and it ends December 31st of this year. And like that is a rumor. So let's verify it on your own time because I'm not going to sit here and type a type of type. Tonight, we're going to talk about my journey in the marijuana industry and we're going to talk about my failed hopes of a dispensary and i look back and i'm like it's no wonder you failed you were not on the right medication for your and not only that it's like my my bipolar really didn't hit i was just dealing with like depression like chronic depression like you guys like i'm telling you I 
if you're depressed, like I feel for you and you need to go get help. Like if you're chronically depressed, try different medication. That's my best advice because it's just like, I was on the same medication for 10 years and it's like, in 10 years, so much research has been done. And granted, it does take a long time for treatments to get approved for the FDA and for research to get done. And like, but research done in the 90s, they're having like 25 years of credibility, 25 years of, of data, uh, of sustained positive data. And like, there's, there's like so many tests that, Treatments have to go through and diagnostics and trials. Um, and they have to repeat the same results over and over and over again. And if it wants to be proved for a long-term treatment that works, it's, they need data. So they need time is what I'm trying to say. Lots of time. So lots of time has lapsed since I was born. And thankfully, I was born in a time where curiosity begun in the mental health field or at least in the science world and in the universities I should say um early early 2000s you get drugs like Zoloft and you know like Xanax and um Prozac and which is something I eventually were prescribed um not Zoloft. Wait, I think I was prescribed Zoloft. I think Zoloft is Cetraline. Don't quote me on that. Um, none of them worked for me. None of them. Absolutely none of them. Absolutely none of them. And I feel like the marijuana made my depression a lot worse. Even though I, I used it as an escape, it made my depression a lot worse. So I encourage you to... Stop smoking so much because it's easy to abuse it when you're really depressed. Like I was, I remember like when I, I thought about it the other day, I was like, remember when you used to go to bed really high? Remember when you used to like, like spend like $500 a month on weed? Like remember when you used to, um, it was just a lot of like, remember when you, you used to do the most? And I had an epiphany. I had an epiphany today. I was at the dispensary, right? Today. Because it, it, there was a sale. It was like $3 pre-rolls. So I got four of them for $14. And I, um, I just... Honestly, I knew there was going to be a line... I knew there was going to be a line because it's rush hour. I mean, the reason why I knew that is because I worked in a dispensary. And I'll get to that later on because that's what this episode is about. <laughs> but I need to build the story. So let me let me practice. I'm trying to make these episodes longer, more entertaining. I'm trying to get the ratings. I'm trying to work for it. You get me? Okay, fine. I'm not a comedian, by the way. I never claim to be. I'm not funny. I know I'm not funny. I know I'm not funny. I know I'm stupid. Okay, now that we got that out of the way, I had to state that for the record. I don't want anybody thinking I'm a comedian. (laughs) Let me, 
Let's play this song real quick because, like, I love Typo Negative. And you should too. So my epiphany at the dispensary was that I need to be patient. And it's like, I walked in and like, I expected a line and there was a line. And then this girl right behind me, she walked in and immediately she was like, oh my fucking God, I'm late. I'm already late to work. And in my head, I was like, well, go to fucking work. But in my head as well, I remember there was maybe one or two times in my life where I was late to work to go get weed or to get high off weed or late on my lunch break or whatever. I remember that. And like, um, so in my head, I was like, oh, my God, this bitch is stupid. And, like, in my head, I was like, you got to be patient with her because that used to be you. That used to be you. So I checked myself. And I was like, okay, let me check myself before I wreck myself. And I just sat down. And, like, she's, like, cussing and, like, grunting and, like, complaining about the receptionist and, like, complaining about the butt. She's complaining about everything. She's going off. And, like, I was so uncomfortable. I was like, do you want to go ahead of me in my head? I was like, don't be a fucking pushover, Candace. Don't fucking be a pushover. Don't be a fucking kiss ass. And I was like, no. I fucking expected this. I made time for it. I fucking got out my fucking cash. And, like, I, I, I I did what I had to do. And then so I was just thinking about her desperation to have weed, number one, like, to have weed in her possession. Because that's a desperation in and of itself. And not only that, it's like she had to get high. You know how I know that? It's because she ordered a pre-roll on top of her... um, On top of everything else she ordered. And she wanted RSO edibles. So she wanted to get really fucked up. RSO is Rick Simpson's oil. It's like a... They take the entire plant and they extract it into concentrated, really dark, thick oil. And you can either put that directly under your tongue and get high as fuck. Or you can put it in an edible and like, you know, whatever. Because it's really strong. It literally goes a long way. Um, It's a little bit on the expensive side. Not too much. But uh, yeah, I recommend it if you have like a tumor or have cancer or have you know a really high inflammatory disease I'd recommend that I used to be a butt tender I know what I'm talking about (laughs) fucking butt tender anyway um, I was just thinking I'm like that is you that is you that is a mirror you are that woman like you like you are her you go into the dispensary every day you smoke having to smoke weed every day like that is you it's like do you want to be that because that's just ugly because i even though i was patient with her i could easily gotten ticked off and told her to shut the fuck up you know what i mean but like i i did it 
And, like, I could have let it, her get to me, but I was patient. And I even tweeted about it. You look at my Twitter. Follow me at Manic Candice. I was like, it took me 27 years to master patience. And I'm, I'm being so melodramatic while I'm saying this. And um, I said, no more. No more do I want to be that desperate. Like, look, I'm one of those people that is addicted to marijuana. I can't put it down. Just like there's some people who are alcoholics. Okay? That's how I am with weed. I'm like a weedaholic. Like, I'm a functioning weedaholic. And, like, I'm to the point now where I'm, like, rationing myself like a gram a day. But, like, I have the potential if... I'm not careful to, like, buy, like, a cartridge. And I, and I can't be affording this shit. You know what I mean? I, like, I can't. And, like, it's just, like, it's, it's, that's how I know. It's, like, a bad addiction. That's how I know. That's how I know. And it's just, like, I wanted to quit, like, a year ago. And, like, fuck, where could I have been? Thank God for my fucking fam, like, Thank God for my, thank God for my fucking mom. My mom, like, like, if it wasn't for her, like, I wouldn't fucking have shit. And, like, that's my goal. Like, I don't want to depend on my mother anymore. Not unless I have to. Not unless I have to. Like, I want my mom to, like, pay for my wedding. You know what I mean? But I want her to, like, have money to do it. I'm just taking it all. I mean, it's, and I want her to buy what she wants. She's like sacrificing. She's sacrificing something to give me money. She gives me so much money every month. It's like I have two jobs. Like my cash app is ridiculous. It's a different story. It sees more money than my bank account. Like it's dumb. Not going to have it forever. Not gonna have it forever, and I'm not in. I'm not. I don't even get the money anymore. I don't. She trusts that her brother and her sister are gonna give it to me, but I don't expect to have any of it. I don't have. I don't expect to have any rights to it, but I hope one day I can earn it back. That's my goal. But it shouldn't be my goal because it's disgusting. It's money. And I don't, and if that's my motive, I don't want it. I know there's millions of dollars in there. I don't fucking want it. They're just gonna blow it anyway. It's fine. Now, I don't know that. That's just me being hurt, and I'm sorry I said that. Guys, if you're listening, I'm sorry I said that. I'm just I'm a little salty, okay? Not salty enough to take it out on you, so don't worry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, you guys, once upon a time, I... Really, really wanted to be a lawyer. I really wanted to be a criminal defense lawyer. I really set my sights high towards the end of my college career. I really tried to study for the LSATs. 
me a year ago would have said I was slacking off, but like me now, considering the conditions, the living conditions, the fact that I wasn't taking medicine, and the fact that I was getting closer and closer to 24, which was when I had my first manic episode, like full-blown manic episode, um, I think I was like 20, tw- I was 20, um, so it was like it was like it was like slowly forming. I was noticing behaviors that were weird. Um, this is before the depression happened. But anyways, I considering the circumstances, me today would say that I really tried to study. I really tried to read. See, I could read, but I can't focus and comprehend at the same. I can't do all of that at the same time. I mean, it's hard for me to do, especially if I'm not interested in the subject. Um, so. I was trying to force myself to like law. So I didn't even know. I like I had no real world, real world experience. I feel like I do. I feel like I'm starting to. I, I thought I did because I had I've been working with the public since I was uh, 16. But I'm not a professional. You know what I'm saying? I'm not an expert in anything besides drawing. But like. I'm not like a business professional. I'm more of an associate right now, if that makes sense. I'm on a lower pay grade, if you get what I mean, than these people. Uh, A lot lower. (laughs) But it, you know, it gives me goals. You know what I mean? Gives me me things to to measure up to to and to look forward to. Which is great. But I couldn't study effective enough to get a score that would yield me even the most down of law schools. Like, even the worst of law schools wouldn't accept me because my score was so bad. It was a 146 out of a 180. And this is like, you're kidding yourself. You're literally kidding yourself. I think the school that I could get into got bankrupt the year later. And someone told me to apply there. And I'm like, you're crazy. You're insane. Um, I wanted to go to the ASU School of Law, which is like number 22 in the country. 25, 23, 20-something the last time I checked. And like, I had this vision that I was going to be a criminal defense lawyer for the federal courts, blah, blah, blah. I get a fucking DUI and I have a fucking drug problem. I forgot about that. You know what I mean? Forgot about that. Forgot that you're a fucking drug addict that you can't study. Forgot that your fact that you're even like passing along a thing or two for a little thing or two in college to get by. And like, it's just, it's just like, I was kidding myself. I thought I was going to be like the female version of uh, Sal from Breaking Bad. Like, who the fuck do I think? Like, drugs really fuck with your sense of grandeur. Okay, it makes you th- really confident. Like, really, really toxically confident. Like, so confident. Like, I- I'm I'm lucky that I don't have a gambling problem. Like, I'll take a drug problem over a gambling problem. Like at least I'm not a gambler. <laughs> if you're a gambler, I'm. I apologize. I didn't mean it. But like, Jesus. 
So here I am, downtown Phoenix. I wasn't like an established artist at all. I was in the beginning stages. I couldn't even sketch a fucking thing. Still can't. Still struggling. But, you know, I take my time now. And it's okay. Because I earned that right. Because I hustled. Man, I used to like, side note, I used to fucking grind every day. I used to grind every single day five years ago. And like the way I draw now, my style had, my style, the pop artist, like pop art, like that was nothing. That was nothing. That didn't exist five years ago. I was just me. I changed my name to MDMAQ, deleted it. Went to the fucking psych ward for like four months. Anyone could have taken it. And then Instagram gave it back to me. Let me have it again. And then I got it. And then I had to like gain all my followers back. And then some. And I'm still not where I, I used to be. But I used to like grind every single day. Stories and sto- like lots of stories. Ask anybody. People who watch my stories all the time. Like, they were there two, three years ago when I was posting every single fucking day, like, five times an hour. Now it's just, like, people are, like, waiting for my posts, my stories. Like, I get more story views than I do get podcast views. And that's why I promote on my stories. Like, I promote on my stories alone and people listen. And that's how I know it's solid. That's how I know you guys, like, are the ones that, like, watch me every day. That's awesome. And you're like all over the fucking world. So I'm like, where, 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 okay. That's why I, if, if you don't follow me on Instagram, follow me on Instagram at MDMAQ. It's lit. It's lit. Especially if you made it this far. Come on. Come on. <sighs> all right. Back to the main part. Of why I wanted to start a dispensary. I couldn't get into law school. I knew I was down and out, counted out. I was 22 and I'm like, well, this is it. It's funny because when you're 22, you don't realize that you're 22. Okay. I have my whole life ahead of me. I have my whole life fucking ahead of me still. I'm 27. And I say that five years later. I realize that now. I realize now that I am young. And I'm thankful to God that I realize that now. Better now than like 45. And when I'm 45, I'm going to say the same thing I just said. Because 45 is still young. And like I'm mature enough to say that now. Like I have matured. I'm matured enough to like even meet people where they're at in their life and in their journey. Nobody's perfect. Nobody. And it's time I stop judging people for... Them just trying their hardest, and at least they, at least you know, at least they're not, for the most part, aren't blowing their brains out. (laughs) So my friend for of a few years, who was my college roommate, her name's Gabby. I go to her and I'm like, look, I'm not getting into law school and I got this criminology degree and I can't become a cop because I just got a DUI and I'm a drug addict. So like, what do I, what do we do? 
the first thing we think of is to open a dispensary in California. That's like, that was like the genius idea. And then we got our parents to support us because we had a business plan and we sounded really convincing. See, that's the thing. That's the scary thing about me. I can sound convincing. I can sound really convincing. But like, I, when, when it comes to like proving it and performing, it's a hit or miss. So it's just like, if you're bipolar, be aware of your sense of grandeur. Be aware of when you're overconfident in your abilities. And it can come out subtly. It, you don't have to be like, oh, I'm the hottest shit in the world. It could be you posting five selfies a day. You get me? So, um, if you ever think that you're a narcissist, but you are able to feel empathy, you probably have a high sense of grandeur. What grandeur means is like a high sense of self, a false sense of, high false sense of self. I mean, you can give yourself credit here and there when it's due, when it's due. That's the key part, when it's due. But when you are not taking accountability for your own behavior and being manic and like not treating it or like not taking precautions when you are manic it's just like come on you gotta you gotta realize what state of mind you're in based on your outcome of your life the outcomes of your life will tell you how you're doing mentally if your life is disorganized your mind is disorganized if your mind is stabilized your life is stabilized. Your life begins to form around you in a way that makes sense. You get me? So, like, I wasn't stable. I was 22. And I'm like, oh, let's start a dispensary instead of like, oh, I, maybe I should take care of this fucking addiction that I got. I just got a DUI. So, we go so far as to get a California tax ID, and we filed an LLC, and our business was our last names together and the word green, so it was Bank More Green. That was going to be the name of the company, and, like, I got so high on my own sense of self that I thought that I could run a multi-million dollar business with no business experience, no managing experience. And I thought I knew more than the major and who is now a general manager of a store. I thought I knew more than her. See, and right now I'm being so humbled right now. I thought I knew more than her. She's managing a whole Starbucks store, a whole group, a whole gang of employees. That's what she's doing right now. I can't do that. What I have under my belt is a few failed businesses. That's what I have. And a lot of ambition and a lot of hope. But I got this thing. This this bipolar thing. Okay? And I gotta, I gotta, I gotta overcome. And I want you to root for me because I'm rooting for me. Like, I root for me every day. I do. And it's, 
making sure I'm taking my medicine, it's going to sleep, making sure I'm praying, making sure I'm staying on top of my symptoms, like being promiscuous and overspending and staying up late and eating too much and like oversharing. That's why I titled the podcast what I did because I knew I was going to be oversharing. That's the point. That is the point. So, I, like, um, Gabby graduates college, I graduate college, we, I failed to get into law school, she moves to California in the meantime is what I'm trying to get at, and while she's in California, I was making the business out there and like we had to set up a bank account and like once it came to the point where we had to set up a bank account at in california for the business because we had a business license i was like we have no money and like every four months i was getting letters in the mail that i had to file taxes for the business if i had revenue and i'm like i didn't have revenue i'm not filing taxes and then like it dawned on me that I didn't know shit about where to buy anything. And, like, what was I supposed to do? Send a professional email to buy weed? Like, it was federally illegal. And, like, I just... When you're 22, like, and you're a heavy drug user, you can't reason your way into any pathway of life. You got to stop using drugs. If you're lucky and you're young enough to listen to this, like... I'm telling you, like, I can save you a lot of time. I can save you a lot of dumb shit. Like, don't do what I did. Like, don't, you don't have to live like this. You don't have to live like this. Or live like that. I don't, like, I, like, if, every day I get better. I'm better than I am. I'm better than who I was yesterday. And that takes effort. And over a course of, like, a year, I'm a completely different person. I may not be where I want to be. In a year, but I'm a lot closer to it. So if I could tell myself at 22, it'd be to take your fucking medicine. It'd be to go to bed. It'd be to save your money and to keep drawing and to keep networking in the art world. It's never stop. And I didn't stop. And I'm glad I took that piece of advice the saving money part i didn't do the stop smoking part i didn't do the go to bed part i didn't do i would have told myself stop talking to every boy that you know immediately and don't talk to boys for five years that's what i would have done don't have sex with anybody for five years that's what i would have done instead i decided to fucking hoe it out and it's didn't serve me in the end. I didn't think it would, but like I 
now I'm just like a even more. If I thought I was sexualized before, I'm more sexual. I'm sexualized in and out. It's like I I can tell when someone. It's a curse. It's a curse to know when someone wants to fuck you. It's a real curse because it could be like anybody, anybody. It's crazy. So, like, eventually, I was like, I can't, instead of admitting to myself that I couldn't do it, I was like, let's do it locally. So, she moved back to Arizona, and, like, we tried to plan it locally, and I got a job at a dispensary to learn, and I was, like, taking a lot of notes, and I, you know, I was learning the process, and I eventually um, learned that, like, I needed $150,000 in liquidated assets. So, like, I didn't even know what that meant. And, like, I was like, I need $150,000, like, ready to go. So that's, like, basically what it means. So, like, I was just, like, ready to, like, ask for loans. And I'm, I'm, like, have the worst credit and, like, you know, I can't afford my bills, and I'm, like, wanting to borrow $150,000 from the bank. And they're, like, no fucking way. You want to go fucking buy weed with it and open a store? Are you nuts? And, like, yes, I was nuts. Yes, I was nuts. Only a crazy person who's 22, 23, 24 thinks she can open a dispensary and can convince others that she can do it. I'm a psycho. (laughs) (sighs) Y'all. My, I did puff past paint far, puff, puff past party, puff past paint party. And I had an angel investor. I met someone who was willing to give me that $150 but they wanted to do it in a shady, shady way, like an elder abuse way. And I wasn't down with it. And I knew it was wrong. And I told my friend Gabby and she said, and I never questioned her. I've never questioned her. I never questioned her judgment. But she said we should take the money. And I was like, no. Because if it comes back on us that they get convicted for elder abuse and they gave the money to us, and we opened this dispensary, they can come after our dispensary. So I was not I was not down with that. I was not down with that. I, was just, I just wasn't. Because with my knowledge of, of institutions, like, I just, I just was not going to risk that. Especially for something that if, if, if it was going to be achieved, if it was meant to be, it's going to be meant to be, and it's going to be on grounds that aren't, rock solid you know what's meant to be is meant to be and if and if if god wants me to have a a a company where i sell weed a dispensary for example then it'll happen it'll happen in its own time but at the time if i had it it'd be gone by now for sure 
I wouldn't have survived the market change. I wouldn't have had enough money to expand and compete. I wouldn't have had enough knowledge to do market research. I wouldn't have had enough insight to know that I have a lot of pride and I don't like letting people do things for me because I think, keyword think and feel with my fucking brain that doesn't work properly on its own that I can do better, that I can do bad all by myself. That is a lie. There's no I in team. There is no I in team. And like, that's the biggest lesson I learned in the past few years is that there's no I in team. Throw some D's on that bitch. I told the investors behind Gabby's back that I didn't want their money. And she was really upset and that ended our friendship for a while. And I was really lost. I was really lost without someone who un- who understood me and who didn't judge me. That's one thing I love about Gabby. She doesn't judge me. She accepts me for who I am and she sees me in a light in which I can appreciate. So after we reconciled, by the time we reconciled being friends, um, I was a beginning my career as a muralist and like my name was established far enough for me to get a wall and like I was uh producing really good art and like I was hanging out with artists and stuff like that so just like you know it was it was sick um I haven't let go of my dream of owning a business, but right now I'm okay with it not happening ever. That's where I'm at because like I find fulfillment in my job. I find fulfillment in my career. I find fulfillment in doing the podcast for free. I find that I I found it. I like I found my happiness. Like this is like how like this is a new this is a new art for me podcasting and i'm doing well considering everything <laughs> i don't know how podcasting's going to work in the near future a lot of changes are happening for the better for my wallet but just know that like it's going to be a lot of changes but it's going to give good content for the podcast for the seasons to come for our second year (laughs) and like another thing too is like i realized that i have so much to learn on the business side of things 
And like me dropping out of the business school in college, like I closed the door in 2013. I was like, I'll never be an owner. I closed the door. And then I owned my own business. And then I realized I'm like, you don't have to go to school. And then that business failed as quickly as it succeeded. And I was like, it's because you don't know what you're doing. And you think you know what you're doing. And you're doing it by yourself. It's a double whammy. And uh, I'm humble enough to say that now and come to that conclusion and share it with you immediately. So rest in peace to Bank More Green, the dispensary that never was. May God rest his soul. Amen. This is the Man and Candace podcast, season seven. Welcome to September. Woo! It's September 1st in America. It's September 2nd over there. <laughs> um, thank you for joining me. I'll see you next time. I'll talk to you next time. Maybe one day soon. Maybe that'll be, let's get some goals. Let's get some goals for year two. Maybe we'll write some goals for the podcast. And on our birthday, that'll be like an, like an episode. Yeah. Let's, yeah. 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 Just go relax. Go relax. Go, uh, go to the hot tub. Uh, smoke a little cigarette or something. Just, just go relax. Um, I will talk to you next time. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, wherever you're listening. Bye-bye.